This is GoPowerCat.com publisher Tim Fitzgerald. Thank you for listening to this PowerCat podcast. Make sure you never miss an episode of the PowerCat podcast by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast network. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming a subscriber to GoPowerCat.com. We cover the Wildcats like no one else with our VIP customers enjoying one-of-a-kind coverage from our team of professional journalists. And sign up today for an annual subscription to GPC and grab a 30% discount on your first year. And now here's the PowerCat Podcast. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Breaking Podcast, presented by 24-7 Sports, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig-Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome back to the GoPowerCat.com WTC Gig-Powered Studios. I am publisher Tim Fitzgerald, and Going to sneak in a little extra breaking bonus podcast here at GoPowerCat.com. Kansas State defeats Mississippi State 31-24. If you haven't heard our post-game podcast, Brian Hanley, former Kansas State offensive lineman, was here in the studio. He happened to be in town this weekend. Worked out great. We were able to talk about that victory over the Bulldogs in Starkville right here in the studio together. We took your questions from Twitter. And Wabash Station, we threw in some sound clips. It's a great post-game podcast sponsored by Caddyshack Golf. But I had some extra questions from Wabash Station. So why not throw them in to their own breaking podcast? The Cats look fabulous today. Certainly not perfect. But if they can win with that number of mistakes on the road at a ranked team, an SEC venue, who knows what the limit is for this team's accomplishments. Took a question about the ceiling of this team. I don't know. Way too early. Way too many questions. In off week, they've got some injuries here, and we're hearing uh, unverified reports at this time. We've got a couple of texts from people in the know, but it looks like Skylar Thompson, during the course of that game, did dislocate a thumb, and he played through it, and he was awfully exhausted as Coach Kleiman talked in the postgame about him uh, cramping up throughout the contest. Gutsy, gutsy performance by Skylar Thompson and his teammates really came through. That offensive line was spectacular. Uh, Colorado Cat wants to know an update on Skyler's thumb. We're going to find out. I'm sure the coaches are trying to find out. He did play through it, so it's manageable in some way, and thank goodness for an off week as Kansas State goes into one of its two off weeks before opening Big 12 play in two Saturdays at Oklahoma State. Skyler and the rest of the team gets a little rest. They will nurse that thumb along if it is indeed dislocated and try to get him on the mend. Colorado Cat also wants to know about the linebacker play. Without looking at post-game film, I've been jumping, you know, I jumped right into the studio after the game to do the post-game podcast with Brian. I thought Daquan Patton and Elijah Sullivan, other than his dropped interception, were fantastic today. I thought the whole defense was really good. That's a good offense for Mississippi State, and they switched up their style of play in the middle of the game. They went from the passing game of Tommy Stevens to the true freshman coming in to run the ball. Took them a few series to maybe adapt to the running game, but boy, did they take care of it, and they eventually shut down Garrett Schrader in that running game and really made it hard for him to 
operate in the passing game. I thought the front of the defense was really good, freeing up the linebackers to make some plays. Uh, I'm just blown away by the transformation of this program and how good they're playing at 3-0 and now as they go into that off week and prepare for Big 12 play. Get out more, Cat wants to know how long does Kleiman's winning streak last in infinity is an acceptable answer. We're going to go with that. It'll never end. No, seriously, they're going to lose ball games, but I got to be honest. The next three weeks and uh, the next three games are very tangible wins for Kansas State. You go to Oklahoma State, then you come home and you you got a couple of games against Baylor and and TCU. Those are three winnable games. Of course, winning at Oklahoma State is the toughest, and we're going to see this team lose at some point. But now they're off to a great start. They've made some headlines, and uh, I think the stage could be set eventually if they keep grinding and winning and going, taking care of business for a 6-0 game when Oklahoma comes to town in the last Saturday in October. Can't get ahead of yourselves. You just got to play them one at a time. But uh, this man doesn't lose many football games, as he proved at North Dakota State, as he's won national championships undefeated um, four out of five years up there. Very impressive. Chris Kleiman knows how to win games. And I think we're all seeing that, that it's the systems, not just the players. Now, I'm not saying the players aren't good at Kansas State, but these are predominantly the same players that Bill Snyder had a year ago. Uh, These systems do work. What he's doing at Kansas State does work. That offensive line has been transformed into a, from a really good unit to a dominating unit as they really pushed around Mississippi State on Saturday. It's really fun football to watch. It's a fun brand of football on both sides of the ball. Purple Pancho Villa wants to know how big is this win for recruiting? And that, my friend, is hard to say right now, but I do promise you this. It's going to be a big positive, and our Ryan Wallace will be all over it at GoPowerCat.com. But that info, as you guys who are asking questions at Wabash Station know, um, you're a subscriber, and it will be behind the paywall for our subscribers. 30% off if you're listening to this. 30% off an annual subscription. Go get it. Don't miss out on this. I'm telling you what, I'm not just bragging here, but my guys just really do an incredible job of covering Kansas State sports. We do a lot of free stuff like these podcasts. But if you get behind the paywall, you're going to understand why it costs money. And it doesn't even cost that much money. It's a dollar every three days or less. Get to GoParacat.com, hit that Join Now button, and get that annual subscription at 30% off. Email Wildcat wants to know, email Wildcat82, could Snyder, could a Snyder coach team have won this game today? Yeah. Yeah, but probably not the Snyder coach teams over the last few years. This sort of reminded me of that win in 2011 in Miami. You're going to hear a lot of comparisons about that. We had comparisons at the site before the game that this had as kind of a similar setting to the Miami game. And boy, did the Wildcats go out and take care of business. They really took care of business on the road. And that win at Miami in 2011 set the stage for a 10-win season then and then a Big 12 championship in 2012. I'm not saying that is what's going to happen happen. I am saying that it does really give your team a head of steam to go out of conference on the road and win as an underdog in a venue that people think you're going to lose at. I I just don't know uh, what this means to the program right now, but I know it's going to be a big upside and a big positive. No, Bill Snyder in his last few years would not have won this game, unfortunately. We've seen the difference 
what uh, a new system and a new kind of spirit in the locker room has done for this program, the energy that it's brought to the players, into the locker room, to the sidelines, and now to the fan base. You were fired up, and you should be fired up. Kansas State football looks like it's early, looks like it's back to where K-State fans once celebrated it under Bill Snyder, particularly from the late 90s into the early 2000s. We'll see how the rest of the season progresses, but boy, this team is playing well, even winning when they make mistakes. Itiambi, God, I'm never going to get that right, asked this, uh, how much do you like the chances against Oklahoma State after this game? Well, i got to be honest, I haven't watched one play of that Oklahoma State-Tulsa game. I don't even know the score. I've been running ragged since after the game, but I'll say this. I like the way that Kansas State, the coaches and players prepared for this game, the way they went about taking care of business. So going to Stillwater, I'm not saying no problem. I'm saying it's something they should manage. They should be able to take care of these issues. They will not overcome games like this when they make that many turnovers and mistakes. They gave Mississippi State 24 points. And, you know, Mississippi State did an incredible job of converting on the turnovers and mistakes. The late hit penalty was just really costly before halftime. Could have completely changed the game. K-State made mistakes. Mississippi State cashed them in. Sometime along the pathway during this season, K-State won't have enough oomph to get over those mistakes and make it up like that. But a great rally in the fourth quarter, scoring two touchdowns to win the game, gets the Wildcats off the hook. Colorado Cat wants to know if those new uniforms will be for the Baylor game. Those new uniforms are probably all whites. I've been joking a lot on the podcast. That's what I want. It is what I want, but I also have known for a while that that is what they are working on, all white uniforms. It looks like that's a road uniform. And the plan has been for the Kansas game. We'll see if they stick with that plan. Maybe they pull them out for Oklahoma State. It could be they're going to use them for the Kansas game, as our Marcus Watts points out to me in a text. They won't have the white pants until available to them until uh, that Kansas game. We'll see. They're going to do it at some point. Keep checking those uh, pregame tweets from the uh, swag team, the equipment managers, and the K-State football account. They're tweeting out uniform combinations before each game. I hope we see some things. I hope we see some uh, uniforms that honor the tradition and keep the power cat on the helmet. I know uh, a great Wildcat has done some great uh, mock uniforms or mock helmets, and some of them are throwbacks or have, have the uh, cartoon willy on the side, and I really like those, but the brand is the power cat. Stick with the power cat. You can change the color of the helmet. You can change the color of the power cat. But it needs to be that traditional look of solid color with the power cat in a contrasting color. That's just the way I feel. Infected testicle. Might have to be testicles after that win. That was I, the only one who coveted Mississippi State's smoke machines. Any chance something like that could be installed for the next home game. I completely missed that. I don't know if you saw that on TV. I, I didn't even notice the smoke machines. I will have to get a breaking update in a later podcast from Riley Gates and Zach Carlson about that. I'm sure they were impressive. I, I hope we have video of Gene Taylor um, kneeling by them and writing down the brand and serial number so he knows exactly which model to order uh, because he better most smoke machines at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. KSU number one, do you have concerns after this win? Well, the concerns are what we always have had, and and that would be injuries. If Skylar Thompson's hurt, we know Wyatt Hubert's hurt. Walter Neal was apparently hurt more than we thought, and he was out. 
K-State overcame those things, um, mostly because Skyler played through that. Now, we don't want to see what happens if Skyler Thompson is hurt and can't play. That could be, uh, you know, really detrimental to this team. All due respect to Nick Ost and, and John Holcomb, they'd probably have to team up and uh, play as a two-quarterback system. I don't want to see that. They can't stand many more injuries on the defensive side of the ball. They need to get these guys back, and if they have injuries at some key spots, such as safety or or linebacker, you know, they're just going to run out of bodies real quick. Got to stay healthy. Got to stay fresh. That's why they're playing a lot of guys. Not only are they keeping guys fresh, but they're getting a lot of guys experience. So without Wyatt Hubert, it didn't matter. Kyle Ball had played a lot of a lot of snaps, and so did Boom Massey, and, and they saw some action in this game. The dot two, a senior experience offensive line is a great equalizer, isn't it? Men against boys. How far can this line take K-State? Well, it's pretty simple. If you're good on the lines, if you're good in the trenches, and you have a veteran quarterback who's playing well, you're going to be a good football team. You're going to be in most games. And it wasn't really just about the offensive line for me, which was completely dominant in this contest, completely impressive. I was blown away by, from the very start, how well this offensive line played. The running stats aren't great. I mean, they racked up uh, less than 200 yards on the ground. Uh, 146 total was the net. On 35 attempts, they had 269 yards of offense. Now, those numbers don't really fit the context of how well the offense played when they needed to play well. They took advantage of mistakes. They took advantage of short field situations, and they cashed them in. I thought the offense far exceeded what the numbers might say, and the offensive line did much better than what the uh, rushing totals may add. Because not only did they score when they needed to at the end of the game, that was because Mississippi State's defense was probably worn down. They just leaned on them from the very get-go. And I thought K-State's defensive line, even without Wyatt Hubert, was fabulous. They were fabulous. Trey Sean, you're a man. You're playing in the backfield of an SEC team like you belong there all the time. One of the biggest shames last year was that Trey Sean was not a all-Big 12 selection. He should have been. He's making a statement right now. I thought that defensive front was fantastic. They didn't need to bring a lot of fancy stuff to disrupt that Mississippi State offense. Quite often, it was just the four men up front getting into the backfield. Maybe it wasn't always sacks, but it was disruptive. Queso Cat asks this. This will wrap us up on this quickie breaking podcast. I just wanted to get to more questions. Uh, Is a Big 12 championship game in play? Let's slow down. Let's let's slow down. Uh, yeah, I mean it is. It always has been. It never. It's not like they were ruled out at the start of the year. But they are zero and zero in Big Twelve play. They're three and zero in non conference play. And just as Coach Kleiman loaded up for Nickel State in that first game to get them off to a good start, I think they will repeat that this week as they prepare for Oklahoma State. They'll take some extra time even before they get into game week and start hammering away on what it takes to beat Oklahoma State, what it takes to get to 1-0 in the Big 12. So then you have the right to worry about Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma, on down the road. This team can start taking care of business. If this team can stay healthy, if this team can stay focused, and I don't see why it won't, they believe, they trust their coaches, they're fired up, they're motivated. I think this team is on a uh, really nice trajectory right now. They could really, really do some really cool things this season. But it is one game at a time, and it is an off week. Let them rest up. Celebrate this victory, Wildcat Nation. And if you are not a subscriber, go 
hit that join now button and get 30% off. Get over to gopowercat.com. Get that done. Um, it's time to come home. It's time to be part of the family. We're doing some really cool stuff. You're hearing the podcast every day. They're available every day. This is a bonus podcast. But we uh, will be back on Monday with our Sources podcast as we talk with uh, some of the reporters in the area. I believe Matt Walters will be back on the air with us this week, along with Ryan Black of the Mercury and then Kellis Robinette of the Wichita Eagle. It's a great crew. We have fun talking about it. And then the Sources podcast will hit on Tuesday. Travis Tannehill will be joining me in the WTC Gig Powered Studios to talk about this win. And we will have post-game sound, including some great stuff from Coach Kleiman and the players and that post-game interview situation. Uh, my guys were all over it. Zach Carlson with the video. You can see stuff, uh, a lot of free video up at Go Power Cap, but we will put it together in a nice little package, including hearing from Coach Moorhead at uh, Mississippi State and hearing his thoughts on this game. It's all at GoPowerCat.com. Some of it's free. The best stuff's VIP. Be a member. It's time to subscribe. And this is Tim Fitzgerald, publisher of Go Power Cat. I'm really proud of my guys, and mostly I'm proud of the Kansas State Wildcats. They go to Starkville. They win 31-24. The Cats are 3-0 on the season under first-year coach Chris Kleiman. You've been listening to the Power Cat Breaking Podcast, presented by 24-7 Sports. PowerCat Podcast, all rights reserved, gopowercat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.